Welcome to the Weekly Reboot, your Friday debrief of things we've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. Hi Tony. Hi Alex. Hi everyone. What you got? Um, okay, here's a new segment, favourite tweet from the week. Uh, it's one from John Cuttlefish, um, which is called Cat Neffin. Go and have a look. It's oh, really? Yeah. Search it out yourself. How am I spelling that? Cat, C-A-T-N-E-F-I-N. Oh, I've seen it. It's Most brilliant. Yeah. It's that was stupid great. and awesome. Cool. Well, as you know, we're rolling out a Christmas principle a day or an Agile principle a day with the 12 days of Agile principles. If you want to subscribe to those emails, go to rebootme at rebootco.com.au and drop us an email and we'll send you one every day because you'll get an extra hint or a tip. Because we're doing a principle a day, I was thinking of principle number two, which is welcome changing requirements, um, agile processes, harness change for the customer's competitive advantage. Our hint was critique your recent ideas, feature changes, ask the team, are we doing the right thing next for our customer? Is there something we can change now to deliver some value to them quicker? And on the same day that one came out, I saw this tweet by a guy called Thomas Schiffer. And it was a really nice little hack that it looks like a visual hack that he's got in a team space, which is just days without customer feedback written down with a post-it note with a big zero on it. So I guess the idea is that every day you have a look at that wall and decide when did we last hear from our customer. And if it's been three days, you would put a three on that. So just a nice visual cue to teams that how, how distance we're getting from feedback from the customer. I thought that was a goodie. Mm. I saw a post from Agile Jitsu, Dan Praga, um, which was the eight Agile wastes of Hanukkah. Well, you've just stolen one of mine off me, but which thanks. Which was uh, one from Alex. <laughs> Good work, Dan. Yeah, so it, it was kind of cool. Straight after the principles last year, Dan did the eight wastes of Hanukkah, which are really good blog posts about the eight lean wastes. But he's also woven in a whole lot of learning about the Jewish festival of Hanukkah, um, which is on at the moment, actually, so look out mm. for that. Okay, yesterday I found myself reading uh, Steve Denning, or some of his work, and I, I found out he's actually Australian. He was born in Sydney, which I didn't know, but anyhow, minor detail. Um, anyway, I, um, I looked at a piece he had around the diversity in teams and how important it is to have that diverse, eclectic mix of people. The, uh, if you've got a, a group of really smart experts um, who are experts in, say, writing software, um, they won't be as good at solving problems as a diverse group. It's because that homogeneous group thinking is um, bound to solve problems the same way. So if you get a problem that they, they're not used to or, um, or even just thinking in a different way, they don't tend to solve it well. Whereas if you get a, a group of um, people you know, with expertise in different fields and approach problem solving in different ways, then you get uh, better results, better approaches, innovation. That is a really great kickoff for my next one, Tony, which was I facilitated a meetup last night, which was the CTO school running jointly with the tech leading ladies um, that Michelle Gleeson organises. CTO school is organised by, let me think, Simon Ray Allen, Siebert from REA and James Ross, CTO from Invato. And we ran a fishbowl and we, we deliberately, well, the CTO guys deliberately capped the number of attendees from their group at 30 which meant that it allowed for more of the women to attend from tech leading ladies which I thought was a really great gesture and an example of male champions for change that's good yeah yeah 
which meant we actually had majority female. Mm. And it meant that on in the fishbowl, we never had majority male voices discussing anything, which was fascinating. So different kinds of topics came up. Diversity mm-hmm. was one of the topics that came up. James Ross was pretty interesting in talking about beyond just skin colour and gender. He was talking about that there was a stage where Envato didn't have enough numbers people. So they were really great at creating creative content and um, ideas and inspiration and driving the company forward that way. But no one was kind of keeping close enough eye on the numbers. So they had to recruit people with that kind of bias into their organisation. So that was interesting and an illustration of what you were just saying. Mm. Yeah, so if you hire all the same people, they tend to build products and and solve problems for themselves. Yeah, not for the diverse range of customers that they have. Correct. And also on the subject of um, groups of people and self-organising teams, um, it's important to remember that self-organising teams have no controlling leader, uh, or shouldn't have a controlling leader. Um, it's the job of everyone, or the responsibility of everyone, to solve complex problems. Uh, it's the role of management and leadership to actually enable that, mm. which is a, a hard bridge to, to cross. Yeah, it's hard to put, put your foot in both camps, mm. to be encouraging the self-organising, but also to be leading and guiding and supporting without dictating. Yes. Yeah. And then there's lots of little hacks you can do. Back to the, the meetup last night, one of the things I did was say, well, here are the government enabling constraints for the fishbowl. Yep. But I also asked the crowd to help me by self-organizing to make sure that there was a, ba- a balance on the, the panel. And I said, I'm not going to be able to concentrate the whole time. So I want you all to help me mm. by indicating to me if, if something's a bit off. So sometimes it's just about creating that permission for other people to get in there and understand that they can make decisions. And yeah. And it's not, it's not a, uh, a binary thing either. There's plenty of steps um, toward creating a self-organising team. You can do it piece by piece over time. Yes. Very nice. Um, so all of this talk of the customer, Tony, is reminding me that I'm a stream chair for Agile Oz next year. My stream is closer to the customer. And it includes myself, Depesh Parla, and Elise Maplin. We'll also be adding other people to help us review that stream as well. So if you're interested in being part of that and you are up for the time commitment, it's quite a lot of, it's all voluntary work. And it's a lot of time commitment to get in and actually review submissions and critique them and help with that process. Then get in contact with any of us because we're looking for helpers. Obviously, we're going to try and keep the team small and self-organizing. Back to what you said before, Tony. Submissions are going to be opening very soon. Another customer-related one, if you'll indulge me. Mm. I went to RMIT this week and did a little tour of, of the online team by a ex-colleague and buddy, Julian Stevenson. And I'm going to show you a picture of this. It's a nice little wall representation. These are pictures, I hope they're of customers. They're human beings. They're holding up a speech bubble and inside there's a a couple of sentences, but it it comes under the line of I wish and because. So one says, I wish that I had more contact with the tutors because I can ask the specific questions and dot, 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 goes on. So just a really nice visual representation. They're, they're printed up really big. You can see human faces and what the customers actually want. And I just thought it's a really nice proxy for people. And let's face it, a lot of time we're not looking at our customers every day. We're not in bricks and mortar shops. A really good way to connect teams that are building stuff to the people who, who want stuff. So mm. just a nice little hack and a nice idea there. With it's nice to put a face to the, uh, to the words. Absolutely. And I think that might be the work or close to the work of um, Catherine Hills, who I know is working at RMIT Online at the moment. 
as is Ed Wong, who I'll be interviewing for the podcast next week, as is Bruce Taylor, who I'll be talking to as well. Running along um, the same sort of theme, I, I didn't intend to have a theme underlying this of self-organising teams, but um, another thought I had, um, which is based on a post from John Cutler, uh, was around the product manager and the role of the product manager in the team. Have you ever been photographed with John Cutler? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> are you, uh, you're not really not John Cutler, him. are you? <laughs> I'm not stalking him, no. he just he just uh, pops up. Uh, it's about the, the role of the product manager and the responsibility of the product manager is to ensure that the best possible decisions get made, but not actually to make them themselves. It's better to set up a model or framework around that. Um, it helps get away from the, the whole theatre um, presentation and, and you know, showing that you're the, the expert and you're the one who can make all the decisions and you know, et cetera, and get promoted by that and stop having conversations about what really matters. Uh, sorry about being cynical. Well, you've never apologised before for that. No, never. So it also gets away from the, the product manager owning the problem, the team owning the solution. Mm. So we really want the team, uh, the whole team, including the product manager, to own the problem and then to work out a solution um, and to stress test that and learn from that, um, your options and your, your trials. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And just coming back to that closer to the customer theme of Agile Oz, um, in the stream description, I'm actually making it quite plain that we're looking for examples where the teams are truly unified. It's not UX and product and BAs doing one thing and then developers and, and other people doing other stuff. Exactly. And if we look back at that diverse um, mix of people, you want all of them involved in solving the problem. You don't want UX solving the problem and then developers building what they're told in a little feature factory. Yep. Of course. I saw a great tweet by Joshua Koreski, who is the founder of Modern Agile, which is Modern Agile is yet another simplified framework for understanding and applying Agile. It's a bit like a, the heart of Agile in that it's boiled down to four things and it's quite easy. And, you know, if you want to skip the whole manifesto and principles and software... Yeah, you, you should could, just skip those. You, yeah. could, you could, in theory, skip straight to... Well, I'm not saying you should skip them at all, Tony, but I'm just saying, you know, it's a simplified framework and makes it a bit easier to understand Agile for the layperson. Anyway, I will post the tweet, which is a video of him talking about meeting agreements, which sounds a bit like working agreements, but meeting agreements that were inspired by Google. So it's just a simple hack, but a good idea. And he just describes that idea of having, applying psychological safety by using these meeting agreements. You're done? Okay, so straight out of Sue Hogg's Twitter feed this morning, do they know this agile thing? So this is a bit of um, comic relief. The Agile Pubcast presents Jeff Watts and Paul Goddard singing for charity. It's to the tune of Do They Know It's Christmas? And they, you know, substitute a whole lot of funny scrum. Awesome. And, all, and Agile words, they pan Jira. <laughs> I think we talked about that in episode one. And also safe. So there you go. But it's I'll pretty funny. It, um, and it contains, they, they must be English, it contains funny Christmas jumpers. There's even a Muppet in it, but you'll get a laugh, so I'll post that. And this week, I think I mentioned before, we have a bonus episode, which will be Jay Hyatt from Envato, speaking about remote working as well as other things. And Envato are awesome at remote working. Uh, there might also be a surprise, which I'm not going to tell you about yet, Tony. You'll know about it if it makes into the final edit. <laughs> it will be a surprise for it me. It will be a surprise. As well as you. All. <laughs> well, I'll know about it. It'll be a surprise for me as well as all of you listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not you, Alex.
<laughs> it was a surprise to you. Where we should be. Worried. Oh, you're actually talking to our audience. How interesting! Oh yeah, my customers. <laughs> Tell us what you want. Send in a photo. Yes. Send in a photo with a little speech bubble telling us what you want and because. Keep it nice though. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it constructive. Reboot me at rebootco.com.au. Yeah. And we'll feature you on the podcast next week. Hey, um, we're coming up to the last few ones, Tony. This is week seven. We've only got two weeks to go before the end of the year. Only two weeks till Christmas. Well, yeah. Have you done all your shopping? I have. Let's hope we make those online delivery Finish. windows. Yes, but so for the last episode, Tony, we'll probably reflect over the whole year. Yes. And see what's been the kind of major themes, major things that have happened in our community, big shifts in trends or, you know, interesting new companies that are doing something um, considerable in... in mm. I have to put my thinking cap industry. on. Mm, please do. So that will be in two weeks' time, and we'll be back then. What do you have to finish on this week, Tony? What little message for teams do you have? I think I'll stay with the, um, the theme which naturally emerged for me, which is around self-organising teams um, and the fact that they're awesome, but only if you can set up the system and work around them to support them. Okay. Thanks, everyone. See you next have time. Have a great week. Agile software. Open and inclined to mine, a rich field of ideas that spring up everywhere, and we join them all together to meet our needs instead of the greed of a boss seeking profit. Versatile, nimble, the agile grace, flexible interface, the best thing for this team, thinking about systems, interactions between us growing, simpler and more peaceful, and in a while, certainly more agile. Angelina Stanton, Melbourne, 20th November, 2018. That's excellent, Bruce. Now, there's a bit of a story behind that Sure. piece of agile poetry. Yeah. Do you want to share it with us? Sure. I was out uh, doing a, a blocky walk with uh, one of my colleagues, Dylany. Um, often just do a walk and talk with staff as a one-on-one rather than sit in a room. Um, I actually find that after five, ten minutes of just wandering around and the distractions of the street, you actually um, open up a little bit more and ideas flow. And we were just doing that. And then as we were walking down the bottom of Burke Street, uh, Burke Street Mall, top end of Burke Street Mall on Swanston, um, there's a lady there I've seen around, you know, just sitting there with a typewriter on a small table. We've, um, uh, we'll write a poem of your choosing, uh, something like that, something along those lines on her board. And I thought... I wonder if I could get her to write one on agile software engineering. Um, and so I wandered up and I introduced myself. She introduced herself as Angie. Uh, she was a really lovely lady, very sweet. And um, I said, could you write a poem on agile software engineering? She goes, I have no idea what that is. And I went, mm, in brackets, neither do I. But um, I sat there and she goes, tell me a few things about it. And so we just chatted a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. So she asked me a number of questions about... Um, Agile, just to kind of get some background information and obviously to help us structure the poem. Um, but not as many or as much as I would have imagined when I then read back on the, on the poem that would have given her as much context or to be able to so beautifully define or to capture the spirit of Agile, I guess, in a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, and after just a few questions, she kind of said, I need time to think and sent us away. She said, come back in about 10 minutes. So Dylan and I wandered off and just sat a little bit away from her and watched her 
thinking, took notes, I think, from memory, um, and then started tapping away on the typewriter, um, and then summoned me over and asked me just a couple more clarifying details, and then just in a tour de force, just burst this poem out and handed it over, which is the poem I read earlier. Mm, wonderful. Um, one of the lines I really liked from the poem was, versatile, nimble, the agile grace, flexible interface. I found that beautiful, and I certainly never said any of those words to Angie. That just came straight from her um, amazing ability as a thesaurus to capture those words I said and turn them into some poetry, as it were. Um, but I really like those. I almost like to put them above the team space or something. Yeah. Like what are you going to do with it? Uh, talk to you about it in the podcast. I don't know. I've sent, uh, took, taken photos of it, shared it on a um, couple of the different um, Slack groups we're in, oh, the yeah. different socials. That's right, in uh, in Twitter and on the LinkedIn's. Mm. Um, you have to put it in your memoirs. Group. Put it in my memoirs. That's right. Um, yeah, so that was it, really. That's awesome. A nice little bit of agile art. It was. Agile it was art indeed. artifact. Agile art effect. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. To subscribe to the weekly reboot, hit subscribe in your podcast platform or get it delivered to your inbox weekly by dropping us a line at rebootme at rebootco.com.au and we'll look forward to hearing from you there. And from all of us, we hope you have yourself a wonderful weekend.